Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Forever! Hello, everyone. It's Michelle Collins. I'm here with my lovely, um, my friend Adam Rapon suggested a name for you, uh, Dan. Instead of calling you like a co-host, call you my, um, oh my fucking God. What did he say? It was, <laughs> it was like core, it was a core pun, like core host, but it was better than that. And he's going to kill me. What rhymes with core? Core house. Little, little is core house in Texas. <laughs> what rhymes with core? I, I totally jacked his, um, I jacked his idea, but I guess that's what happens. Bring him back. We should bring him back. I do adore him. I'm a little yeah. frazzled. My apartment is boiling hot. I um, got a haircut last week. Hi, Dan. Dan Acton is with us. Hey, how are I, didn't you, I didn't even say your name. <laughs> I'm just like, you know him as my co-host. Anyway, guys, what a day. We've, uh, I'm very excited about our guest today, by the way. He's uh, English, which automatically sets him apart from the crowd for me. Because anybody English is automatically, honestly, no offense to any of my other guests, I would say worlds ahead. <laughs> no offense to my American guests, but I'd say light years ahead intellectually. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> intellectually and certainly uh, comedically. Um, and he's one of the funniest. Nish Kumar, he's going to be here. I really like him. I was watching a lot of his shows and he's, um, he's really, you know what he does that's nice? And I'll tell him this too. When you have script, like let's take it from like a Trevor Noah or a Stephen Colbert or yeah. even a John Oliver, who I think is good at it. But when you have a scripted funny monologue, it's so hard to make it sound unwritten. Yes. I'd say it's the right. biggest challenge for any host to try to make what's in the prompt or not sound like they're reading it. And I think he may be the he might be the best that I've ever heard at doing that. Wow. To the point where he actually had a joke about how none of it's written. Like he had to remind people <laughs> that's how good he was. Anyway, Dan, um, Dan texted me earlier today saying that there was a tiny Hooters coming in to his neighborhood and elaborate, elaborate <laughs> on that just for a moment. Yeah, I was just walking down the street and like we have, you know, laundromats and all these like really tiny mom and pop shops. And there's a new business come in. So I was getting excited. It could be like a coffee shop, whatever. And they put up this sign and it's just there's no name, but it's just like a photo of a Hooters girl uh, drinking like an apple martini. Oh, that sounds like my kind of place. Yeah, exactly. But it's a 10 foot wide storefront. Yeah. So I have no idea what's coming, but I'm excited. Well, I um, hope a tiny, if it's a tiny Hooters, I don't know if they'll let me go there as someone with massive Hooters. <laughs> I technically live in a massive Hooters in my own apartment. Like, can you even call them Hooters if they're small? I guess. And tweeters. Tweeters. Or, mm, yeah, mine know. are like, mine aren't even owls at this point. Mine are like full blown. <laughs> what's like, mine are like literal turkey vultures. Like they're just giant <laughs> massive i took some photos this weekend and um i don't know what's going on with my my breasts are just you know whenever i say the word breasts i always think of julia roberts in notting hill when she, it's such an annoying part of the movie when she goes what is it about breasts the way she says breasts i always think of it because it's so annoying and like it's hard to say it's a hard word to say and clearly she had problems with saying it and so she really like, they're just breasts like she really <laughs> says it in a funny way. And I'm always like, that doesn't seem, you know, it's, it goes back to the Nish Kumar thing where it seems written, you know, like she right, clearly right, right. couldn't say another word. They're just breasts. Anyway, mine are <laughs> massive. Um, I, <laughs> to the point which, and I'll tell a very quick story uh, that I saved just for midnight snack for you, dear listeners. Um, I was supposed to go to Christian Siriano's house this weekend. Yeah. Dan got, when I say a late, invite i think i invited you minutes before i was planning on leaving on friday i go hey you were almost i think you were almost there i was there you're ringing the doorbell (laughs) hey want to meet me i know he has like no car but i was supposed to go friday then it was going to rain and i was just feeling i don't know i was feeling in the dumps last week last week was a really hard week for me i yeah i want to open up here because i think it's good to talk about these things and i'm not one to often talk about my mental health or Sleep patterns I do talk about, but I really was, you know, that I was in a very weird place last week. I was so yeah. tired last week. Right. And I don't know. If yeah. What was that about? It was just the weather changing or. <sighs> I was really busy last week. I had, a, I did, um, yeah. I shot a hundred thousand dollar pyramid on Friday. I did the That's what it Drew is, Barrymore yeah. show. I think I was really excited about things I had going on. So I was just like, oh, like stressed yeah. and. That leads, I think it led me down some really dark paths. Like it made me super paranoid, honestly, for things that I should be paranoid about. But like I was, I mean, Dan, you got the brunt of it because I always, Dan's my boy. I always call him when I'm in under the weather. 
And you were very good with me. His note to me, I was going to post something on Instagram that would have been mildly controversial, just relating to toxic people. And Dan's note to me was, um, sleep on it. (laughs) I was like, what? I'm like, I'm out of you. I was like, do what? You were like, sleep on it. And I did. And it was just what the doctor ordered. I swear to God, I woke up. I was like, what am I even thinking about? Like, am I I'm so glad because, yeah, it would have been. It would have been not great. People will have read things into it. it, Yeah, but that's what I wanted, you know. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So, but I went to Christian's yesterday and along with, or also there was this girl, Nicoletta Mason, who's a very um, well-known like influencer. She's like, you know, posts all these fabulous photos, whatever, which I'm always like inspired by those people, but I have no idea. (laughs) Like I took a picture at um, Michael's yesterday because I went to Michael's to buy some canvases to paint of a thing I put in my stories and I deleted it called the Macon station. I don't know if you can see this. And oh, I was, that's cool. The Macon station. And M-A-K-I-N. I was like, oh, I bought, an, I bought a new toilet yeah. called the Macon. You know, this is the kind of influencing <laughs> I'm doing. I thought it was funny. <laughs> but um, so Christian had pulled all these gowns for Nicolette and they were like, I mean, his dresses, you know, I'd never worn one of his dresses in all my years of friendship really? with him. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. You looked great. This was the one on Instagram. This was the red one. Well, you know, I have a thing with people because I've actually been friends, very lucky to be friends with a lot of models, designers. I always secretly say, and I'll say it here, that they're the funniest people you'll meet without being competitive about it. Mm. Yeah, because they're doing their own thing. Yeah. You get it. That's the best. It's yeah. the best. <laughs> it's, it's not a competition. Yeah. It's, it's not about yeah. like you can talk openly about work. No one's looking at you sideways. It's like a very right. safe, fun space. Plus they're like, you know, creative geniuses. So um, it's just a nice, I, I've known a few different designers. They've all been very funny and wonderful people. So I sound like Trump. Wonderful. Ghislaine <laughs> Maxwell. Fabulous. No. Uh, <laughs> a wonderful woman. A wonderful woman. <laughs> I wish him the best. Wish her well. I wish her well. Uh, but I'm joking before people like splice that because the world is fucked. Um, so anyway, so I, I never worn his dress because I also feel weird then about reaching out. And this goes with my actor friends and stuff. I don't like to ask right. people for stuff. Right. Yeah. It, to ask for a favor when that's their job, it could switch up the relationship. I hate doing it. I won't. I, I never. Know. It's honestly, yeah. I think it's I've, I think it's affected my career in many ways, to be honest. I never <laughs> like yeah. to ask for favors. I don't I just don't like to do. I never do it. I mean, you always turn down all the cameos that I try to book you. Um, you just won't do it. <laughs> I actually turned my cameo off because putting makeup and really? hair every day to do it like the money it's was like fine. It, it was too much. I. It was honestly affecting me in a bad way. And I was like, I need mish time. I can't explain it. I was like. <laughs> It, it made me feel weird. Yeah. So no, when I yeah. when I got there, so I've never asked him for any of that. And when I got there, he had these beautiful gowns pulled for her. And then he said, oh, I pulled some for you too. One, which was gray, which is not my color. And I saw this red one and I was like, what's, what is that dress? It's cool. It was Laura Linney's either Oscar gown or some award show, Laura Linney, my size really? twin, Laura Linney. Wow. <laughs> What's that from? <laughs> uh, <laughs> really? You don't know what that's from? No. What's that from? Truman Show. Oh, I mean, I've seen that. I need to rewatch. Okay. What? <laughs> it's the best part. So Laura Linney, Primal Fears, Laura Linney, um, who funny enough, I like her acting. Yeah, I do too. It's fine. She's great. Yeah. 
she's, I would say, skeletally speaking, roughly a quarter of my bone density in length and size and fleshly. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. She's petite. So what Christian did, because he's a genius, he goes, just get it over your waist open, like unzipped. And he tucked the top part in to make it a skirt. Oh, that's cool. Okay, got it. So I could never that wear a, that. You know, that was my bathing suit right, top right, with right. it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a great photo, but it's like you can't turn around or like walk. It's Couldn't like, walk anywhere with it. No, yeah, I mean, it right, actually was right. staying up because it was kind of tight, even open. I mean, it was probably a size four or six, which like put a one in front of it. And that's my size. So the one was the unzipped. <laughs> it was like one. Now it's your size. Um, so Danny, let's talk about some news. First of all, some things that we yeah. need to discuss, I think for sure. Um, was the tragic, shocking death of Chadwick Boseman this week, which, uh, you know, we don't really do tons of current event news on this podcast, but it was so shocking and horrible. And he was 43. I thought he was much younger than yeah. 43, but yeah, I did too. I had no idea. And he had been like a teacher before, like he had this whole other career that I wasn't aware of, uh, before being a movie star. Like he, um, was just a really incredible guy and like sweet, you know, sometimes you can, I can't explain it. Sometimes you just look at someone and you go, Oh, I see that person's like soul or their energy. I'd never met him, but he just was so kind. Like even when he spoke, like he just had a a depth to him that I think a lot of people don't have. And, um, knowing that he suffered, you know, I'm not going to get into the whole thing because everyone listening knows already, but it just, there've just been so many deaths this year where I've literally gone. What? No, like screamed it. Yeah. And certainly he was one. Um, and that was really uh, a tough thing. But I um, in other news, the other thing I want to bring up is that I'm watching The Vow on HBO. Yeah, I, I finished the first episode. I just Where watched the second one this morning, okay. like right after my I, I, morning show was done. At the end of the first episode, like I'm ready to join. So sign me up. I, I Sign assume it up. takes a dark turn in episode two, but by the way, by the way, <laughs> sign me up. I love sashes. I like people telling me what to do. You know what I mean? Like I like tell please. me where to go, please. I have no direction. I need some, I'd be the easiest <laughs> cult member to trick. Like yeah. it's confusing when you watch it. And actually someone tweeted that they wished there had, there were timestamps on like the calls and the videos because it's kind of like a big throw up tossed in your face. Oh, really? As far as just like, what, when is this happening? What is happening? It's confusing. Uh, I see. But at the end of the second episode, I'll spoil it. I don't know how many there are, probably six, I'm guessing. Probably, yeah. That guy, Mark, who also isn't bad looking, by the way. Right. Oh, I know what I was going to (laughs) say is that the guy, uh, Keith, the guy who runs um, Nivixim or whatever it's called, looks like Bob Balaban. He's like a little kind of, he's so dorky. Guy with a beard, little glasses, and he's just, right. I feel like he smells like he's just the kind of guy who you go to, into <laughs> his apartment and it smells like old oil. You know, people who have yeah. that smell. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a great intellectual and he thinks great thoughts and like, he smells. He stinks. There's no way yeah, he smells good. For sure. I can for sure. literally guarantee that he, because also um, I've discussed this with people. I've known some people, some in the industry, some not, who have rancid BO. This is a fun game for the listener to play. Celebrities with rancid B.O. C.W.R.B.O. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Quibo. It's my new app where you can watch videos of celebrities with body odor. Just try to make it through this world. It's called Quibo. Um, celebrities with rancid B.O. They exist. People have suggested Brad Pitt has horrible B.O. Really? A lot of people have said that about him. Wow. We Google that, actually. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's one that I know who you wouldn't expect to have B.O., 
and yet you can legitimately barf. And I've talked to people about it and um, their theory is that it's actually a power move. Like to have BO, you're literally throwing <sighs> your physical presence upon people. It's like a cat spraying the front door or something. Exactly. That's so gross. That's how you get to the top. That's what it is. We got to do I've it. Been doing, I've been making a huge mistake. <laughs> Wait a minute. Found on the web, celebrities with body odor. Let's list them out. There's, okay. there's seven. One I can tell you does not because I've met her and she did not smell. Zac Efron. Zac Efron accused of having bad body odor. I bet that's like an all protein diet thing. Keto crotch. And it comes for sure. That's what I'd say. This one, I believe, a hundy P. Matthew McConaughey. Come on, Dan. You step in that Lincoln, you're gasping for air. You no, get in I the bet. back of that Lincoln, <laughs> you are plugging your nostrils. Everyone's been in that Uber before. Where the B, the Uber, B-O. <laughs> I'll think of something. Are you turned on by body odor? Because there are some people who it's like a kink where they love stink. No, I'm not turned on by body odor, but I'm turned off by deodorant smell. I take a couple showers a day and I don't use deodorant. And I think I'm fine. No complaints. I'm not on the list. Wait, that's this needs to be <laughs> delved into. I did not know that about you. This is actually really? we need yeah. to never knew that. We need to delve. Okay. Delve close. I delve a Reese. I don't understand <laughs> why I, there are some deodorant smells that do make me gag, and especially lady deodorants, which try to smell yeah. like Victoria's Secret body spray. You can puke. It's terrible. But they A, they have unscented. And B, they have ones. Why are you so against it? Uh, I just don't like chemical type smells. Like, it's not that I'm looking for any kind of stink or whatever. I'm not like that. But yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I think it's a turnoff to, to smell like whatever. Whatever it is, okay. like thyme or rosemary or what? Lemon? Well, the male ones. What's a- there's like an old spice smell that some men wear that I want to puke yeah. from that. But I would uh, 100% take deodorant over bo. I'm not talking pheromonal oh, yeah, sweat. Right. So I'm talking about pheromonal sweat. I'm not there for bo. Like bo is is not great. Pheromonal sweat has uh, its place in society. Yeah. Body odor and does not. And this guy Keith looks like he has it. I think Matthew McConaughey has pheromonal. Absolutely sweat. Like not. You would, like you would. You think it's really... He looks like he crawled out of an oily swamp. Every time you see him, he's so greasy. By the way, on next week's podcast, we've got um, (laughs) Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) Wait, are you ready for the next one? And this one I have heard. I'll give you a hint. They're just breasts. Julia Roberts? Yes. She has been accused many times of having body odor. What? Well, she doesn't shave her armpits, which no, I'm a feminist. I went to Barnard. Do your thing. I don't really care. However... I always wonder with with men really who have a lot of dense armpit hair, how do you yeah. really get the deodorant even to the skin? That's the other thing. Like I could throw every, up from that. I could vomit. Yeah, I'm dizzy. I know. Twice a year, I take a little uh, razor and like go, you know, manscaping under my arms. You got to thin it out. Oh, yeah. It's you know. <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt is on here. Russell Crowe. Um, oh, I believe I, that. For you sure. know what? Yeah. I was around him. He did not smell. Really? I met him okay. on that elevator. Now, to be fair, he was in like a $10,000 shearling, which if anything is going to block BO from emanating. But if anything is also going to trap it and push it out would be a shearling. Yeah. He, yeah. he did not. May I dry? He did not smell. It was after All SNL. Right. Did not. Snooki. Wow. Uh, actually, I've met three of them. Snooki, I met. Snooki did not smell. Okay. When you I wasn't thinking of Snooki, but when you did mention BO, 
I did go to like Jersey Shore cast. And then Kesha. Now Kesha's on here. I interviewed Kesha a million years ago when she was in her like filthy stage. And, um, <laughs> but listen, there's a website here, 20 celebs who smell really bad and their co-stars complained. <laughs> oh my God. Should I go through them quick? Sure. Lamar Odom. Really? Courtney okay. Kardashian. It's huh. Scott Disick said it. So I don't believe it. Shia LaBeouf for sure stinks. Yeah, for sure. Obviously. Oh, come yeah. on. I'm, I'm no idiot. Don't fool my nose. Johnny Depp. I could see it. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Christina Aguilera. They say that during really? an interview, they say, I have friends that some woman, Hannah Hooper said, I have friends that lived in Pittsburgh. They grew up around Christina Aguilera. They swear to God that she smells like hot dogs. That's not nice. <laughs> they grew up around her. So it's like nasty people that went to school. With yeah, her that's in like fucked fifth up. Fifth grade or something. Yeah. And then someone said that Kesha smells like cotton candy and Febreze. That sounds delicious. So what is even Robert Pattinson? Let me tell you something. I met him. Did not stink. I met him in the wild, not even at work. He gave me a cigarette. Oh, my God. I blocked. (laughs) I blocked so many of my sexy L.A. stories. But yes, it's true. (laughs) Listener, Robert Pattinson did give me a cigarette at the Soho House Los Angeles probably six years ago. And I was like, (laughs) I was like trying to look pretty. And I was like, (laughs) Like, I didn't want to be like my own voice. I was trying to sound like slutty. So I was like. That's, a, that's so slutty. I just wanted to sound slutty. So I was like. Um, Russell Crowe, Viggo Mortensen. I don't think he stinks. Bella Thorne. Really? I've been around her. Doesn't smell. Gwyneth, I could see stinking. Yes. Julia Roberts. Hugh Grant does not smell. I'm so happy to be Hugh here to. Grant. Hugh Grant yeah. doesn't stink, but it says here yeah, that someone in uh, the report from The Guardian, actor, I'm going to ask Nish Kumar about these because he's our English <laughs> expert. Uh, is he with us? Oh, my God. Perfect timing. Nish, hi. I, I, I don't think I've ever been described as an expert in anything. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is the first time our, our celebrity guest has come on early, and I'm so happy you did because... First of all, it's such a pleasure to have you. And I'll introduce you formally in a minute. But Nishi, let's talk. Let's talk. Have you ever, it's suggesting on this list that Hugh Grant, whom I've met and was lovely and smelled fine, (laughs) had horrible breath when he attended the 2002 Oscars that so many people begged him to do something (laughs) about his bad breath. Is this an English thing? Like, have you ever been around him? Talk to us. I've never been around Hugh Grant. I... Uh, he seems like he would be clean. I don't know why. I agree. Because yeah. he's rich and British. Like, I don't, there, there is this thing about, uh, and the American stereotype of British people is that we all have terrible teeth. So that would suggest a certain lassitude when it comes to general oral hygiene. Yes. I, I can't say that that's a problem I suffer from, but only because like I come from a family of obsessive teeth cleaners. Oh. So like, uh, you know, but that I, you know, so I, I can't say it's a problem that I personally have suffered from. I, I, I sort of always assume Hugh Grant keeps his personal hygiene in pretty decent nick. He, I will say that um, he is aging as everyone is. Uh, and I could see though, you know, when you meet a dog sometimes and the dog is like so cute and then you go to give his little mouth a kiss and they breathe out and they hit you with that, like, meat gut rot tooth <laughs> like all their teeth holes have their own lungs and it hits you and i feel like i could see hugh having like one rotten molar a single one and he's just so <laughs> passive he's just like well you know i'm not going to take care of it am i am i ever going to work in england Nish? <laughs> i listen i think you know 
I I think uh, we've got quite a like high threshold for things you can say about our national treasures. I think as long as you don't say anything bad about Princess Diana, you're pretty much covered. I would she's never. Like the, she's like the only one. Not nor would you. Why would you want to? Nice lady. Let me tell you something. I would put that Herod sculpture in my home, the one of her and Dodie. <laughs> I would literally, if, if it went up for sale, I would say, no need to look for a buyer. Allow me. Shipping on my own, the whole thing. Um, well, now that we have our guest, Nish, I, I think we have to say goodbye to Dan because that's the way it works yep. here. So Dan Acton, you can follow him on um, follow him online at Dan underscore Acton. And Dan, we love you so much. All right. Love you back. See you later. Bye, babe. Nish, can I call you Nishy? Because I call myself Nishy sometimes. You can absolutely can call me Nishi. That's what my uh, that's how I'm referred to by my family. Really? Yeah. I feel very close to you, and I don't want to freak <laughs> you out too soon. But <laughs> so... I'm perfectly happy with that. I've got very like uh, I've got very poor boundaries. So for me, this is all I'm very comfortable with this. Honestly, don't even tell me that though, because within two days we're going to be like on an hourly text chain, and you're going to say, <laughs> "I don't even know who is this person." Um, Nish is, by the way, I watched so much of your stuff and I'm such a, like a, an Anglophile. So obviously I'm already obsessed with you, but he's a comedian, English celebrity, Nish Kumar, uh, follow him on Instagram and on Twitter at Mr. Nish Kumar. And of course, hosting the show called hello America, uh, out every Monday and Friday on Quibi. Um, you also have a show called the mash report. So close to my name, but not BBC too. And, uh, Nish, it's, a, it's honestly such a treat to have you here. Thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to see you. So let's talk all things England because really I'm here to dig in and find out how have you been, first of all? Where are you right now? Talk I've been to fine. Us. I'm, in, uh, I'm in my house in London. I've, mm. We've just had a, a, a Zoom writing day. Um, and so, um, which is sort of, you know, it's, it's the way we're all living our lives now. And I'm getting used to it. I'm not going to say I like it, but I'm, fi- I'm fine with it. And so I've just been doing that. The weather is unusually good. For the last couple of days, it's just rained fairly relentlessly. So, you know, I'm looking out my window. I'm seeing the sunshine. I'm feeling okay. How are you? You look young as can be. I'm good. I just <laughs> want to point out to the listener that um, you've strategically placed workout equipment yeah, in yeah. the background of your Zoom. Just to make sure that everybody knows <laughs> that I'm doing it. Just to make sure that everybody knows. I've got my guitar here as well, just so that you know that I exercise, <laughs> but I am fun. And it, a coat to know that you're also sensible. Yeah, like, this is the this is the duality of man. Oh, my God. And what's the poster back there? Stay indoors with a little cat hanging. That is actually a, that is actually a piece of set dressing uh, that was made for me by the production designers on The Mash Report, which is a TV show that I do in, in Britain. And um, we had to do our first episode was the week after Britain went into lockdown. So we were we were just there was this, this moment where we were like, obviously, we're supposed to be in a studio. It's a topical show that we write in the week and record on a Friday. And so there's obviously this like mad thing of like, well, what do we do now? And so they we basically filmed six weeks of television in this room. And so they sent me like fun posters um, so like it's that that's the, the cat with the stay door sign. There's also if I tilt this around here, you can see that there's a, um, oh, a picture of me as Che. Uh, no, it's a picture of me as Che Guevara, which we thought was a sort of humorous um, reference to the fact that in this country, uh, in the conservative press in this country, I am written about like I am a kind of Cuban revolutionary. 
Are you the Antifa of England? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so yeah, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I'm the bogeyman. I'm the like bogeyman. <laughs> of, it's like a weird thing to like realize that you're like, you're, you're like something that's used to scare old white people. Oh my God. But you know what it feels like that everything now, this entire election, at least here in America, and I'm sure in England too, is all about terrifying old white people. It's, yeah. it's really, I think a competition in the voting booth between old white people versus, and, and young, dumb, ignorant white people versus yeah. everybody else. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like a tortoise and the hare, except the hair has like wraparound shades and a goatee and like <laughs> a Confederate flag. And the tortoise is Joe Biden. You know what I mean? So that's sort of where we're at. The RNC was, I mean, it was quite the occasion. It all feels like there's been various points in the last four years where, but the RNC felt like it's, there's a point in a Martin Scorsese film when the song Gimme Shelter starts playing <laughs> and like yes. nothing good happens from that point on. <laughs> If you That's hear where Gimme Martin, Martin Sheen yeah. is dropping from the building. Yeah, 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 I'm exactly. trying to think what part. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's Ray, Ray Liotta's looking in the sky. <laughs> He's coked out of his mind. He's With thinking hat. maybe, yeah. Uh, the best, it, yeah. It's the, it's, uh, it definitely felt like at some points when Trump was speaking, because like also I was watching it at four in the morning here. It's like the whole thing takes on a kind of, you know, when you haven't really slept, the last thing you need to do is be uh, directly encountering Trump's speech. But yeah, it just feels like, it sort of feels really interesting because it doesn't feel like, it feels like if you've been president for four years, you should have some concrete achievements that you are using to make the case for your second term. Right. But there is a sort of tacit admission from the entire Trump campaign that they've not actually, they've done not nothing. got anything done. They've, they've killed people. I mean, and, and pretending that they haven't, but it's, um, it was almost like a four year, basically it was a four year campaign for this election. And yeah, my theory is if he quote unquote wins, because even if he loses, he's going to say he won. Yeah. Um, it, then democracy is over. Like, I'm like, OK, this is the final last breaths of America. It does, it does sort of feel a bit like that. That's that's how I feel. I'm I'm thinking, you know, if he can trick us again into taking over the White House, which he's already taken over, even in, in his campaign, as you saw, um, what's stopping him then from pulling a Bloomberg and changing yeah. the law so that he can be elected a third, fourth, fifth time. Yeah. Um, I know you were talking on your show, the mass report about what happened in Venezuela. I watched that. And, yeah. and you mentioned even how after every economic crash, 10 years later, we have like some fascist piece of shit take over and yeah. you know, the alarms going off. So really for me, it's like, well then what I'm, you know, we're both minorities and it's like, well, I know you don't think I am, but like I am. <laughs> whether you know it or not. Um, and also, I know you're also you're, you're a lady and that's not, that's not ideal. In the, the and, and like a giant one, like I am the size of every man in this country. So people are like confused. So for a lot of reasons. And like, it, it does feel scary. I keep thinking where, not to sound like Barbara Streisand four years ago, but truthfully, like what happens if he wins again? Like not yeah. to sound crazed, but I don't want to be here, you know? I, the thing that I can't, and I ke- the thing that I can't quite envisage is that even if he does lose, the thing that I can't imagine is, you know, the the because nothing he's done, he's not conformed to any of the sort of formalities of being a president. So the thing that I can't quite imagine is the thing where the you know uh, when the results are called, 
the beaten candidate says, oh, I've conceded the election. I just can't quite envisage, and I can't quite envisage him walking out to Marine One and doing the Nixon thing and like getting in the plane and flying away. I just can't. It's not going to happen. It's not nothing about this has been normal. So even if it's going to end, it's not going to end normally. Like it's, it's a very, it's a very scary time. I mean, it's a very scary time as an outsider to the whole process. So I can't imagine what it's like actually being there at the moment. I'm envisioning the like alien ship from Independence Day just coming in (laughs) and like just zapping, you know, a miniature of it, but he's in it somehow. You know what I mean? Like it, it, there is something is going to get fucked up beyond. And that's, and actually my plan, you're going to laugh is to come to England during November because I'm going to vote here, but I don't want, it sounds, it's so tough. It's just, I don't want to be here. I can't explain it. It's very stressful. You know, I'm in New York, so it's not so bad, but it's still, you're feeling, you're feeling it everywhere here. I get that impulse as well, because the, the the few weeks, one way or another, the few weeks after the election are not going to be much fun. Because if Biden does win, I mean, he's not going to like, he's not going to be like, oh, you know what? It was a good race. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, but everybody fought hard. Unless he, everyone in his family seems to be dropping D. So maybe, you know, his brother, <laughs> how much stress and I, I actually have to say that it is a miracle of science that the man is still upright. Yeah, and right, he was right, leaning right. on that podium during the RNC. Like I thought, this podium did not sign up for this. Like you yeah, know, no yeah. podium wants that leaning on it the entire time. Also, like he, I mean, he didn't look. I mean, he never looks good, but he didn't look good at the. I don't know whether like they didn't powder him properly, but he just there was like a sheen of ill health hot. to the guy. Yeah, really. Even Melania had that upper lip sweat, which you know. It'll get that'll kill a woman in Russia. They'll like put you in the gulag for that. ULS, you're done. Um, What is the well, let me say, because I know things in England are also not in a great place necessarily. Right. Like politically are bad as well. Not as bad bad. as here, though. Right. Like even Boris isn't as bad. The thing that I would say, the reason that so the mitigations like in terms of we are having it badly, the things that we do have are we have nationalized healthcare. So, you know, at no point in this entire nightmare, because we, you know, as a percentage of our population, we've been affected, you know, even worse than you guys. Like in terms of the percentage of population that got it and the percentage of our cases that died from it, it's been a a nightmare. And our economy is, is, is in as bad a condition as it's ever been throughout history and if you think about like 2008 or the 1930s that's bad the thing that we have that mitigates against a lot of it is the national health service it does mean that like no one is like basically nobody is bankrupting themselves trying to treat their way out of covid so we've got like we've got a social safety net in terms of the actual leadership it's it's pretty incredible and i the, the one thing i would say that you have is this November. Now, the thing is, the election, he is going to cheat. They've gerrymandered districts into oblivion. The active voter suppression. The only thing that I would say for us is that we've had our election. And so we know we've got at least another four years of this government. Mm. And also (laughs) this, it's very hard to explain to people. So Brexit has still not happened. Really? No. So it that, that's part of the problem is that there's been four years 
of wrangling over what Brexit should look like. And so we voted for this thing in November, uh, in the Parliament pushed through this thing in January this year. But that's just the divorce bill. So we've just like settled our tab with the European Union. We haven't even begun to rebuild our trading relationships with our biggest trading partner. Now, if we're not able to do that by the end of this year, we go into a no deal Brexit, which is like a kind of, you know, is going to really negatively impact the economy. So it's like we're already in a recession we may go into a kind of super recession. <laughs> are we going to, do you think people are going to start dressing like they did in Les Mis times? Cause I actually would like that. Like, I think- I'd be down for poverty for all. <laughs> if we could dress like French revolutionaries. Again. Yeah. Like I just want like oh. dirty face and like dirty tweed. You know, I want all that on. Yeah. And, and to be fair to us, no country glamorizes poverty like the United Kingdom. Like no By country. Way, it's all, like all the all- pallid, like pale, <laughs> The dusty coughs. I'm thinking of yeah. what it means to be a poor Englishman or woman. Yeah. Just what like, you're thinking of is Oliver. We're thinking of Oliver. Yes. Like women sounding like cats in heat. Like when yeah, they want yeah. something, just being like, <laughs> like it's not even words. You're like, what? Is, is she all right? Um, the rod and teeth we discussed. There, There is something chic about that look. I could see there being, I don't know, it's maybe... Uh, Aesthetically, yeah, not I the think, worst thing to happen. Yeah, I think the problem is that this time there's going to be like the problem because of the enormous inequality. Mm-hmm. There are going to be like people in like Dickensian Oliver Twist chimney po- poverty, and then there's going to be influencers who are like dressing as them to generate <laughs> content. And that and that's oh where we, that's where we are in 2020. <laughs> Oliver <laughs> Twist as an influencer being like, "Hey guys, it's Oliver. Just stole this loaf of bread." That's Jean Valjean. He's like, "Check out the crust." I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying, but that is such a funny idea of like girls modeling their like bony asses like in the WAP yeah, video, exactly. but it's just skeletons. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. <laughs> there's so many good. You're really talking me into it, Nishi. I'm feeling the idea of like. A pal, like an anemic influencer, just trying to get you to buy, like with their tuppence. It's it's genius. So Nishi, what else can we talk about now? I, what if the whole rest of the thing is just me? Like anyway, um, I've heard though that pubs are reopening and that yeah. that the alcoholics here too yeah. are superseding COVID somehow. I wonder, do yeah. you think that perhaps having a drinking problem can kill the virus? We, it's, it, 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 if it is, no, I don't think it does, because if okay. it did, we would not have been affected by it because our national capacity to consume mass amounts of alcohol. If if any nation was going to survive on a basis of alcohol consumption, it would have been us. It absolutely would have been us. Like, it's really true. It's like our binge drinking is like it's like our national pastime. We're getting there, though. Like if you go to Brooklyn now. I've seen like drunk girls. You know how the Daily Mail loves to post a picture of like a tube topped girl in yeah, a sewer. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite. By the way, it's my probably that's my kink. Is like yeah. someone in a party dress, <laughs> no shoes on, head first into a sewer. Is like there's nothing in England only is my favorite thing. And I we call that Friday night. That's our that's our vibe. <laughs> it's this- so fun because then if you really only have a mild drinking problem, you're almost like dorky. Like if you go to London, yeah. people are like oh, you're gonna. And like, if oh, you don't yeah. do coke there, you're like a fucking idiot. Like if you're not yeah, a coke head. Uh, people oh. like, because I, it is one of those things where I've, uh, I've never done cocaine. And it is <gasps> something that people refuse to acknowledge could possibly have happened in my life. And what do you, you mean know, by just that? Like, that you've, 
that you've never done people it? Get, people are like, yeah, people think it's 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 genuinely weird to people that I've not done cocaine at, ever. Um, and I also think, I think probably I will never do it now because I think like, I feel like the window is closed. I've never done coke and I've never been skiing. And I think I'm 35 and I think the window might be shut on both. Wait a second. I actually feel crazy that you just said that because this is not a joke. I'm grew up in Miami. I have never been skiing in my life and, um, sad admission. I'm on Tinder it's dark. I agree. I'm not proud of myself for it, but <laughs> times have changed and I need it. Yeah. And there are literally, I'd say every other man on Tinder is either rock climbing, hiking or skiing and being like looking for my ski bunny, looking for my ski partner. And I, I know it's not Coke talk. Like it's not like a wink, wink kind of moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, Cause then I'd be in. Um, but for- <laughs> <laughs> it was, I'd be like, great. Um, <laughs> But, uh, and by the way, I, I'm not a good drug person, but we'll get to that in a minute. Cause I have questions, <laughs> but I think we might be the only two people who have never skied. That is, is that not a, an, a London thing? No, it's, it's quite a, well, the thing is, it's quite a UK thing because, um, you can travel quite easily to the Alps in France, uh, and go skiing in Italy. And actually like one of the first waves of COVID was people who had gone to a skiing holidays in Northern Italy and brought it back to this country. That's like one of the first like big bumps in COVID numbers. But yeah, so it is like a thing that people do. I, it just has, it holds no interest for me. It really does. Like, I don't, I don't know why it just, I have no interest people in it. People die whatsoever. doing it. It's deadly. That's, it doesn't seem fun to me. No. It's, I went to Aspen for, uh, for work where i everybody was skiing. I took the cable car up. That was fun. Yeah. On my flight leaving, coming back to New York, this is not an exaggeration. Every third person getting on the plane was on crutches. I'm not, <laughs> I swear in my life. I was like, actually, cause I was not to brag. I got upgraded. So I was like looking, I was like first row and I love a plane yeah. runway. It's my favorite fashion show yeah. sitting and watching the people and seeing what, who's on this plane, who can you meet, whatever. <laughs> and everybody looked like um, Eric Idol in National Lampoons. Like it was just <laughs> fucked up. And I'm going, why would anybody look? Sonny Bono died doing it. And he was like, why an would accomplished you do this skier. Yeah. He was, also, he was famous. It, it's, it's, you know, it, he's got, he's, you, you, you see those people have some insulation. I have no interest. And the only other thing people say to me though, is like, oh, you can just, you, people get really drunk and you're like, I can do that. And be able to walk home from the pub as opposed to having to like <laughs> slide down some sort of icy death hill. Yeah. yeah Apre ski. And then you, it, it truly is. I think it's the epitome of white privilege and that's not a snow or cocaine pun. You said big bump <laughs> earlier. There are a lot of coke references happening here, but it's like uh, people just thinking that they're safe from death. And I grew yeah. up in a very toxic, psychologically traumatizing Jewish home. And it was not my father. We never owned guns. You know, I'm just saying like we, my dad never liked sports. You know, we're not that kind of a family. And I look at it and I'm just like, why? It's also why I don't rollerblade as an example. I don't roller skate. Uh, My center of gravity is too high niche. I can't do it. There's (laughs) certain things. What's like the most extreme sport you've ever engaged in? Or is it just not your thing at all? Is that... It's not really my thing at all, but then I did a couple of years ago, I did a travel show with a friend of mine called Joel Domit, who's a great British comedian. And we did some, we, cause he's very into uh, sort of CrossFit and all that like real world fitness stuff. The sort of what I, 
repeatedly tell him it's just prison workouts for people from a socioeconomic bracket that mean they're <laughs> never going to go to jail. Like it's that thing. Okay. And come back to that. Cause I have something to say about that, but go on. But yeah. But, so because of that, the idea was that let's basically send him to places where people live physically. And the idea of real world fitness is just parts of people's daily lives. And I basically was there as his like uh, sassy sidekick. Um, and so we did go and do some like, you know, he ran an ultra marathon and and I participated in some of the activities. So I guess like the most ex- we did a kind of like mountain hike in wow. Peru, which felt very dangerous. Did um, you see Machu Picchu? No, no, we didn't. We because we because <gasps> we were filming and you can't you, you, you know, we went to one that was going to be quieter. I'd love to see it. But it was like it was amazing. Yeah. But the weird the most the closest to an extreme sport I've done is I did sumo wrestle. Really? Um, in Japan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, wow. for real. Yeah. Which was really fun. And, you know, it was that was that was really enjoyable. And that's the I mean, but this you're still unlikely to like die doing because also we were never sumo wrestling each other it was always us sumo wrestling a professional or somebody who'd been doing it for years and as soon as you're doing something like that with someone who knows what they're doing you suddenly realize like you feel very safe well also can i say something really dumb it's so stupid that you are actually not going to even be here for part two i already know (laughs) um I imagine that when a very fat man slams into you well two things one is he's going to take it easy on you because you are a national yeah. treasure, not our national, but England, <laughs> not here. <laughs> You're an English, English treasure, number one. Number two, um, I imagine that when a big fat man slaps into you, it hurts, but it's not going to kill you. It, I don't I mean, I, no. I, I, I think it would be if it, it, it all feels very controlled, but that's like it, my dream. Did it hurt you or no? At uh, all? Yeah, it did. When they go into you. It, it definitely hurts like when you because when you actually like go into each other at the start and also you were so aware that they were only ever doing it at like 30 percent right. and so when you actually see two guys who are actually doing it it's like two trucks hitting each other like they are some of the most incredible athletes i've ever seen in my life like th- these guys like they're just able from a standing start to just launch themselves like it is insane. This is now you've really opened my eyes. Like I want to be slammed into. By- <laughs> and let me ask you this. Were the guys like powdered down? Were they sweaty or was it like a big baby coming at you? Were they like no, dry no, they, and soft? They were, they were dry and soft. They were not sweaty. They were dry and soft. That's so nice. That feels it was, nice. It was nice. I mean, but again, because they were, it was what they were doing to us was closer to just giving us a hug than it was when we actually saw them wrestle each other. You're like, I, I like one of the guys was literally like, I'm not joking, but if they went full pelt at you, I think it would chop you in half. Like th- these are these are serious athletes. It was it was it was a great and weird experience to have had. You just said it to me, and I'm like, I just want to be enveloped in the chubby <laughs> yeah. baby arms of like a sweet, like an, a misunderstood sumo wrestler who just yeah, wants yeah. tenderness for once. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, last thing I'll say before we end this episode is that, uh, and I know you feel like you've been here forever. You have been, but we'll make the next one short. Um, is that, uh, I, there is such a thing called con body where it's ex cons who teach workout classes and they give you the jail workout. That's a thing. here Really? In America. Yes. I'm so I'm like, I'm closer to feeling good about that because at least like you're, you're actually giving, you're keeping the money in the community. Yes. 
I agree like, with that. That's, actually, I think that's I think that's better. But I like because to me, I just imagine it's all like Sarah Connor at the beginning of Terminator Two. Yeah. Just my like, dream body. Every, well, I want my arms who, to have veins, just like I want them to look just little keel bosses. You know what I mean? Absolutely incredible. Yeah, she's beyond. Uh, Nishi, we're going to go just today. Don't panic. And I'm sure you have other things to do. But this has been a part one of Midnight Snack. We're going to come back. Nish Kumar uh, has a great Quibi show called Hello America. We're going to talk all about it in the next episode. I just want to like pick his brain. I'm having... I feel smarter with you here. <laughs> so we're going to, um, and also you can follow him on Instagram and on Twitter at Mr. Nish Kumar Nish. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be back on Thursday with episode two. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook. 
Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye guys.